the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. Welcome to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. And now, here's your host, Nick Phillips. Good evening, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another edition of The Advocate. Thank you so very much for joining us on this Father's Day 2018. Uh, And with us, we have a, a state legislator as well as a father, Tom Patton. Tom, thank you for joining us tonight. Good evening, Nick. How are you? I'm doing great. First off, let me congratulate you on Father's Day and, and having uh, the family that you have. Congratulations. Well, you know, I was blessed with six kids, but I always joked that I was the sixth out of nine for John and Rita Patton, and where would I be if they thought four or five kids was enough? Yeah. So six isn't a bad number. Well, looking back, it's always great to have a lot of kids. Uh, sometimes looking forward, it may seem like quite a challenge. Children, a challenge, right? You know, you always try So for all those other fathers out there listening, happy Father's Day to you. And, of course, all of us have a father. Uh, and we had a mother on Mother's Day as well. So today's quite the day. But uh, let, let's talk uh, governing for a while. The, this is uh, the land of a democracy and freedom. And this is a, uh, a, a situation. You and I have known each other for a number of years, Tom. And I always admire the fact that you are in public service, which I think is an honorable calling. And I know sometimes people feel that politicians using the word is sort of a uh, a bad term to even use to someone. But uh, you have uh, definitely been in the system where we can talk about term limits and how it's affected your abilities to do good for the state of Ohio. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you've been in the, both houses of government here in the state of Ohio and what you're trying to do next. It's, it's something that doesn't happen, you know, in there's some guys that have been, I'm in my 16th year in Columbus, and so where 16 years might not seem like a, a, an awful lot of years in, in, in the legislature, that's almost like dog years, because, uh, you know, most people, you know, winning an, an election is, is a challenge. If you win, you got to get reelected, and then if you're successful, you serve four, you serve four terms, uh, in the example of the two-year House terms, you know, the opportunity for the Senate. There's three House members for every Senate seat. And when I left the Senate 
leadership positions you have been in uh, when you've been in the House and in the Senate?
And how you do that is you kind of take each of the members about a handful of bills and say, what do you think? And you get a pretty good uh, count on where people are thinking or the bill needs to be worked some more. There needs to be an amendment to satisfy two or three of the people, so we have to go back to work on it. And uh, it's a process. And again, I'm just delighted and honored you know, that my colleagues have put me in the uh, leadership spot. Now, now when we talk, we're, by the way, we're talking to State Senator Tom Patton, and we're, we're talking about uh, the Ohio legislature and basically the both houses as well as term limits. And as we talk about term limits, since you've been in both houses and watching term limits and uh, people who successfully get reelected and reach the limits of their term limits, uh, you see this, I think, forced exchange and forced retirements out of the program, uh, out of the government. Uh, how has that been affecting the government when you have people who finally master what they're doing being forcibly not allowed to continue to participate? You know, it, it, that's a great question. This has not affected me. I think I, I think my uh, objective statements about, you know, uh, aren't going to be, uh, you know, coming from any kind of uh, uh, anger or, or stomach upset over. But at the end of that, I've watched some very, very talented people, you know, because the eight-year clock went out. I, was, I convinced myself, I went to one, Sally Kelly Cobain, from the Rocky River area. She knew more about the tax code. She actually helped us get rid of the TPP, which is a business tax that was chasing companies out of Ohio. She replaced it with the commercial activities tax that is a much more fair tax in the business community, certainly embraced that, and suddenly the bleeding of the jobs stopped. But Sally, after eight years, Sally was done. And it's like we have a brilliant surgeon at the Cleveland Clinic. You know, somebody could wake up and say, oh, my gosh, you know, Dr. Smith has been here eight years. He's got to go. You know, of course, that would never happen. The same thing in any industry. If you had a talented worker, you know, after eight years, you'd just be glad you had him. You know, the, you know, the, the Browns, Joe Thomas, after eight years, they didn't say to their left offensive all-proof, soon-to-be Hall of Fame tackle, well, he's been here eight years. But, you know, I, I never, and looking back on it, it was that Ross Perot was running for president. He mm-hmm. was doing those infomercials, and what he was castigating, and perhaps rightfully so, were these 90-year-old, 88-year-old, 94-year-old senators and congressmen that have been there forever and that were entrenched. And he felt the term limit could be, would be one of the, he was able to successfully get in on a ballot in a number of states. Well, you know, when Ohio voted for term limit, they voted a term limit their United States congressmen and United States senators. And the federal government came back and said, no, you can't put, you know, federal rules uh, trump, no pun intended, that type <laughs> right. trump the, the state rules. So uh, we don't believe in term limits. But meanwhile, because they voted for the term limits, it affected our governors. It affected the, uh, the state legislature. It affected everything here here in, in Ohio. We're talking to Senator uh, Tom Patton. We're going to take a short break, and we're going to be back after these words to again join Senator Patton to talk about the uh, the government here in Ohio and term limits and houses working when you have people going back and forth. What does that mean? We're going to take a short break. We'll be back after these words. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on WHK, the advocate. Don't go away. Children, the product of a married couple who were once in love. Unfortunately, sometimes the marriage does not work and parents must get divorced. This is traumatic for the children as well as for the adults. The law firm of Phillips and Millie offers advice and representation in family law matters. Remember, your children are entitled to the utmost consideration when mom and dad have to part. 
Phillips and Millie, your local law firm on the west side of Middleburg Heights. Telephone 440-243-2800. Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555 or select insservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance needs. How's your back? Every day, thousands of people suffer with unrelenting back pain that takes time from their normal life. Dr. Patrick McCluskey and his staff at the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic provide the helping hands to relieve those nagging pains. Located in North Royalton at Sprague and York Roads, schedule an appointment today with the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic by calling 440-884-0083 for an appointment. That's 440-884-0083. Just imagine being neck and back pain free. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. You didn't plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful, protecting your body, and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what is expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it is up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips & Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, Call the law firm of Phillips and Millie at 440-243-2800. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with another segment of The Advocate. We're talking to State Senator Tom Patton, who is uh, talking to us tonight uh, on Father's Day 2018. We're talking about term limits and uh, the houses of government here in the state of Ohio. Senator Patton, thank you for joining us. Oh, okay. <laughs> as, as much as we switch clothes, but uh, again, it's, kind of, it's, it's hard even for some of my family to remember what office I meant. Yeah, let's go real quick again, because uh, you were in the House first as a state rep, then you went to the Senate, and what years were you in the Senate? From 2008 to two, through 2016. Boy, those years have gone by so quickly, because now you're in the House, and uh, when we talk about term limits, uh, and you, you talk about people who their constituents want to have in, yet uh, they are essentially prohibited from running again due to statutory term limits. Uh, you, you, I think we're saying in the earlier segment that uh, this is something you've watched the state suffer by. 
so what, what are your thoughts about continued term limits? When, when is a term limit challenged? Well, you know, I think the voters, because of what happens in Washington, you know, and they, and they read, they hear about all the, uh, or all the inability to get things accomplished. And I think because of that, they, uh, you know, they think, uh, you know, get the bums out, you know, and because that gets more of the attention what happens in Washington, clearly than what happens in Columbus. And I understand that, you know, but I've always felt that the, uh, um, you know, term limits were all the way back in the earliest days of the, of, of the nation. It was called Election Day. You know, if you were uh, a good public servant, you were doing an admirable job, and uh, the men and women appreciate what you were doing, you know, they, they asked you to stay on by reelecting you. If they felt there was somebody else out there, another man or woman that could, uh, you know, possibly do a better job, that they made a better case, then they, they elected them instead. And that's what reelections are all about, the, whether or not your term got extended or not. And so, you know, I, I don't lose sleep over. I think we're going to have term limits for a good long time because when people get polled on it in these polls they say what do you think of you know get rid of term limits like once again they, they think about the 90 year old senator from South Carolina you know, the 88 year old guy from uh, North Dakota that seems like he's been in Washington on you know the uh, the Sunday talk show program forever and they think it's time to get and there's nothing wrong with new blood you know and I have the opportunity to see a lot of the young people come in I came back to the house and uh, uh, as I say, 16 years later, um, I'm, I'm obviously older, and, uh, and but I watch these, you know, the young faces coming in, and you know they're full of energy and they're full of excitement and they're full of ideas. You know, some of the ideas that they have, again, it, they've, they've tried and failed, or they just, you know, it sounds good on paper, but when practical application doesn't work. So, uh, you know, but everybody's got to stub their own toe and then find their own way, and. Uh, you know, if they ask me for advice, you know, I'm always very, very quick, you know, to happily mm-hmm. provide it. But you never want to take someone's side and act like, uh, you know, you're the Lord of the Flies, you know. <laughs> well, well, true. Well, you you have uh, achieved being in both houses, and, and that's not something a lot of people get to do in their careers. So you've seen it in both. You've seen the operations. You've seen the jobs and the tasking that needs to be done by each house. Uh, what differences do you see? What's the crossover, and do we really need two houses? Uh, or are they just so terribly redundant? You know, I, I don't. I, I don't believe they're redundant. Um, I mean, it's a good question, but I, I don't believe so. I think that uh, um, when I was in the Senate, there were thirty-three people that represented the Senate in the state of Ohio, and uh, um, and I actually thought of them as the more deliberate. You know, because it was 33, you could really get into just about every issue. Uh, you could thoroughly vet it out. There was bills, you know, that came over from the House that, you know, when we did Jobs Ohio, even I remember when former Speaker Batchelor sent over, he goes, this bill is terrible. He goes, but I know they'll fix it in the Senate. We did fix it, and we made it at least legitimate. You know, we made it to the point where we could create that organization. The only time will tell. Uh, as we get out of this administration going forward, how Jobs Ohio will look. But, you know, I think that, um, uh, and with 99 people in the chamber, uh, you know, it's, it, in the House, there's 99, there's like, you know, three, you know, three times the number of people. It's not as easy to have your voice heard. Um, but it's amazing how, I think it's checks and balances, Nick. I think the House might think something is a really 
you know, in the Senate, you know, they look at the very same bill, they hear the very, you know, same testimony, and they think that at minimum it should be changed, it should be tweaked or major overhaul, so they just think this is not a good bill for the state of Ohio. The, uh, and by the way, we're talking to State Representative Tom Patton about uh, the the usefulness of having two houses of government, uh, state uh, House of Representatives or legislature as well as the state Senate. Uh, and uh, Tom, let me ask you this, is that I'm thinking just by the numbers, 99 state uh, representatives uh, versus 33 state senators, uh, is there something of a numbers game going on with the number of legislative proposals that are proposed by the House uh, versus what comes into the Senate? And how, how does the Senate choose, if there's a larger number of proposals coming from the House, which ones to really delve into and, and give it that uh, detailed reading? Well, there's right now, I think, in the, uh, in the House, we're in the high 600s. We're approaching 700 bills that have already been introduced inside the house but you know getting a bill out of the house still requires uh i always say about one out of five bills introduced actually get to the floor you know um because you know as i you know the, the idea behind the bills might be um well intended but you know in, in practical application they don't make it so the senate by the time the senate gets the house bills uh you know they're not you know, even though we introduce a whole lot of a lot more bills in the House than the Senate does, the Senate will introduce at this time, you know, roughly in the 250, 240, 250 numbers, you know, and you start with House Bill One, Senate Bill One, and then you just keep going up until the end. I think the last General Assembly, when I was in the Senate, the Senate was sending over bills in the 900s, you know, and you shouldn't just introduce bills so you can say you introduce something. You know, you want to introduce a bill. I've had a bill I introduced for telemedicine, for example, the Cleveland Clinic approaching about that. And it's a bill that they want to be able to treat people, uh, and not parity in payment, but parity in coverage. So if someone wants to see the doctor, but it's hard for them to get to a doctor. Um, but they can get to their library and they can get in front of a computer if they have a computer at home, and the doctor can see them. The local nurse has done already done the vitals on them and they've done the blood work. And instead of trying to park and navigate yourself around, for example, the main campus of the Cleveland Clinic, uh, you know, there and the doctor can see probably more patients. And uh, it's been it's already been done in 35 states, you know. And given our great great medical reputation, it's a, a good bill that should be done. I'm hoping to get it out of the house before we leave in a couple of weeks for the summer. And uh, but then the, the challenge is going to be in the very short week that we weeks that we have left in what's called lame duck session. That's for the end of November. Excuse me, for the after right after election to the end of December. And if the bills can't get through and approved by the Senate, then come January, because it's every two years the new General Assembly starts, we have to start to go all over again. And, you know, when I did the firefighter bill, the firefighter presumptive cancer bill, that took me five General Assemblies. It took me 10 years to get the bill done. And Ohio became the 38th state to protect our firefighters from the very obvious cancers, that, like there's nine specific cancers that afflict firemen. Firemen get 62% of firefighters get cancer. It took us 10 years before Ohio finally realized that, you know, and uh, that was frustrating at times. But again, the net result is if it's a good bill, you just keep making the argument, it'll get done. But I do think much like Washington has their Senate and they have their Congress, they have the two separate bodies. So two does Ohio when we have our House of Representatives in our, in our House Senate. I think it's important. It's a good check and balance. It's a good system. The uh, organization structure is working well then to 
give proper hearing to these issues and get everything uh, through to law the way it should be? It's very difficult to pass a bill, and it should be difficult to pass a bill. You know, to pass a new law, you know, which is what we try to do all the time, is going to put a new bill in the Ohio Revised Code. You know, you shouldn't want to do it willy-nilly. You should want to make sure it's well thought out, well debated, well investigated, thoroughly, thoroughly uh, picked apart. And then when it's ready for prime time, then you pass the bill. And if it gets through both chambers, and then the governor is the final check to balance. If he doesn't like it, he vetoes it. Or the governor signs it, it becomes law in 90 days. So if the governor doesn't sign it after 30 days, you know, it goes into that 90-day cycle. The governor can sometimes say, well, I'm not going to veto it, but I'm not going to sign it. You know, but as long as he, you know, doesn't veto it. But then even when he vetoes it, if you have two-thirds majority, we overrode several of the governor's budget vetoes uh, last this past July. Uh, last year we did the budget, and the governor went through and surprised us. Right, the right. Number. Well, we're, we're talking to State Rep. Tom Patton, and uh, beside doing the great legislative work, uh, congratulations on Father's Day 2018, Tom. And to all the dads out there as well. As well. I'd like to take a moment just to congratulate my father, Emil Phillips, 96 years old, World War II veteran, and if he didn't survive the war, I wouldn't be talking to Tom Patton tonight. Tom, you have a great uh, Father's Day. Thanks, Nick. Thanks again. Take hey, care. Thank you very much. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back after these words. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on WHK, The Advocate. Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance needs. How's your back? Every day, thousands of people suffer with unrelenting back pain that takes time from their normal life. Dr. Patrick McCluskey and his staff at the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic provide the helping hands to relieve those nagging pains. Located in North Royalton at Sprague and York Roads, schedule an appointment today with the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic by calling 440-884-0083 for an appointment. That's 440-884-0083. Just imagine being neck and back pain free. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. 
Children, the product of a married couple who were once in love. Unfortunately, sometimes the marriage does not work and parents must get divorced. This is traumatic for the children as well as for the adults. The law firm of Phillips and Millie offers advice and representation in family law matters. Remember, your children are entitled to the utmost consideration when mom and dad have to part. Phillips and Millie, your local law firm on the west side of Middleburg Heights. Telephone 440-243-2800. You didn't plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful, protecting your body, and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what is expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it is up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips and Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, call the law firm of Phillips and Millie at 440-243-2800. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another segment of The Advocate. Uh, in the next uh, couple of segments, we're going to be talking about uh, news and uh, what it is, uh, what's fake news, what it was. And uh, to help us talk about and explore those issues tonight, we have a former or even present uh, news photographer and uh, author, Tim Ortman. Tim, thank you for joining us. Well, you're welcome. It's great to be here. Yeah, I sort of stumbled up there. Uh, are you still working or are you retired? The last couple of years, I've really kind of focused on getting this book together and uh, making it become uh, a thing. So... Um, I kind of paused uh, the my journalistic button there for a while, and uh, but I have been actively either working as a staff employee or as a freelancer uh, with the major news networks for over thirty years. Well, uh, you and I talked. Uh, oh my! Uh, some days ago, we were talking about the idea of what is going on with news today, and the concept of fake news, and what what news can people rely on. And uh, your book, Newsreel, sort of takes a look back, almost a nostalgic look, at what it was like when we were able to count on the news. Uh, before we get into that and, and your, your observations, tell us a little bit about your background. You mentioned 30 years. Uh, where have you been? What have you done? Who have you worked for? That kind of stuff. Well, I was very fortunate. I, uh, as a very young cameraman, I uh, was working in Chicago for NBC. And I was uh, given a great opportunity. I was uh, promoted and sent uh, to join NBC News Overseas Bureau and to work as part of the uh, Foreign Press Corps. And that's what the book is about. Uh, I spent the book takes place during the 80s. And for me, that time started um, with the war in Lebanon and ended with the fall of communism. So it was a very tumultuous um, world news gathering time. And I enjoyed it very much. I Throughout that whole period, I developed a real sense of camaraderie with uh, the people I worked with and felt uh, really proud to be part of the NBC News team and the greater broadcast news business. And uh, as I was writing the book, looking back on that time, you know, I realized there's, in the climate we're at right now, there's so much media passion going on. And I wanted to, in writing the book, remind people, remind the reader that in a free society like ours, it's really... We're very fortunate, and it's really important to have a strong and independent news media. Yeah, if, if I may, uh, on your book, on the back of the book, you have sort of a, a preface or a uh, introduction where you talk about 
what was going on as far as the news media at that time? And if I may just read uh, read part of it here. Certainly. Uh, this was a time when the news landscape was owned by the big three networks, yet it was far from a monopoly. Each net fervently represented their own historic brand whose founders and stewards viewed news gathering and reporting as a sort of civic responsibility bestowed upon them by the FCC, who licensed their very existence. Uh, the news divisions, with their vast assemblage of domestic and international bureaus, were everywhere and anywhere news happened. Their fact-based reporting and broadcasting were, were void of the talk show opinions and interpretations so omnipresent today. Budgets were enormous because viewership was enormous. Everyone's set was tuned in to a national news uh, to get the straight scoop on, on what was happening in the world. Anchormen were more trusted than presidents. The reporting was riveting. The stories were real. Fake news was nowhere to be found. I, I mean, I couldn't have said that better. So that, that, <laughs> when that, you read it, it sounds really uh, well written, Nick. I appreciate <laughs> you, it. <laughs> you, you wrote it very well. I mean, that really sum, summarizes what I think a lot of us are, are fretting about. Uh, we don't know what to believe anymore. Uh, we have so many news uh, outlets. It, it, it has definitely changed uh, since when I was a uh, 25-year-old cameraman overseas and covering the world. But um, I, I, when I, I didn't want to sound like uh, the grumpy old man. You know, life was better back then uh, because change is inherently good. And when you you offer the consumer more choice, that's a good thing. And whether you like it or not, we can't go back in time. We can't turn back the hands of time. So this is what we've got. Uh, but there is a huge difference between having three networks and, say, 300 channels. And uh, in addition to that, you've got a bunch of online sources, many of which are just offering opinion or on, on the TV side, a lot of talk show. Uh, so it's becoming different, and, and it's almost incumbent upon the reader or the viewer to decipher what's more you know, fact-based traditional news reporting, which is still very much alive and well today. It's just competing with an awful lot of um, ancillary noise. And, uh, and don't get me wrong, I enjoy watching a talk show or an opinion as much as the next guy. It's just that uh, there's a difference between um, news and opinion. Well, well, that's true. And that's, <clears throat> at least in the past, when we were talking about uh, opinions, uh, in the newscast, we were given fair warning. Uh, we would have a, a separate cut to somebody who was staring into the camera saying, this is commentary concerning this. Right. And uh, we, we didn't have to try to determine ourselves whether or not uh, this commentary was accurate or not, uh, or just an opinion. And when I say just an opinion, it depends on who's giving the opinion. Uh, nowadays, when people are giving me opinions of what's going on in the world one way or the other, they always seem to couch it in, in a very uh, slanted way to favor their thesis. And uh, I, I cannot help but whether if I have person A telling me one story, how bad that is, and then person B tells me the other, I can say the same thing to both, and that is, if that's true, that's very bad, because they always tell bad stories. <laughs> so <laughs> There is a fair amount of negativity applied to today's, many of today's news reports. Well, that that is that is so true, and and when we're talking about change, uh, I uh, you know there's a, an old um, Greek philosopher, 500 B.C., who made the comment: the only thing constant in life is change. 
So we, we have to live with it, but I, I guess to live with it is to constantly be looking back and seeing what we had compared to what we have and making sure that we're on the same page with uh, what what is really going on and take it for what it's worth. Uh, it, was, um, it was certainly a simpler time, and I guess what we're what we're you know we're confronted with today is that we have so many choices of information and that's the first hurdle is that yes it can be confusing but it's information and we need to as americans uh, to absorb that we need to be enlightened and informed i contend that if we're the most powerful nation on earth we certainly owe it to ourselves to be the most well informed so if you know it, it's one thing to to be confused with all the different information that you're bombarded with but it's better than not having any and i you know i beg the next generation simply if they're just tuning out because they hear too much noise and they, they pick up their cell phone or their game console or whatever and that's a, a worse option we need to stay tuned in and uh, be informed well, I think with the controversial presidency of uh, President Trump, if nothing else, beside, uh, you know, I, I mentioned, I think, in our conversation before, the uh, paradox of uh, the the controversial nature of how President Donald Trump communicates with people and makes statements and is utilizing technology with Twitter all the time. This is so extraordinary and new and different. Yet, on the other hand, we're having positive things with the economy. And uh, as far as international things with North Korea, remains to be seen, but seem to be moving in a positive direction. The the thought is um, everybody, I think, has an opinion now as to what's going on with uh, the presidency, with the United States government generally. And I, I think from a democracy standpoint, it seems like uh, everyone has a heightened awareness. Uh, everyone seems to have an opinion about what uh, President Trump's doing today or did yesterday. So I that's think true. in that sense, that's a good thing. I, I think, well, I, I want your listeners to be aware that, the, you know, the book is not a referendum on President Trump. It's not an attack or a defense of him. It's a defense of the news media, which has recently been, I think, um, maligned and attacked but uh, correct it's the, like every presidency I mean it's part of the job of the news media is to cover the president you know that's that's one of their roles uh, and in, in like every presidency there's good and bad that, that, that comes out of it so uh, but it, it does from my perspective it, op- it monopolizes an awful lot of our air time our airwaves and while it's necessary that we cover Washington D.C. I, it's my opinion that there's too much news coming out of Washington, D.C. I spent, you know, a long time covering news on five different decades, and I'm a big world news uh, proponent. So I think uh, the, the diplomatic talks out of North Korea or the Iranian uh, deal, uh, th- there's news all over the globe, and mm-hmm. I like it when we it out. Well, we're, we're going to get back. We're talking to Tim Ortman, uh, uh, basically about the news and what is going on with the media. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on WHK Cleveland. We'll be back after these words. Don't go away. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of the Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance needs. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. How's your back? Every day, thousands of people suffer with unrelenting back pain that takes time from their normal life. Dr. Patrick McCluskey and his staff at the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic provide the helping hands to relieve those nagging pains. Located in North Royalton at Sprague and York Roads, schedule an appointment today with the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic by calling 440-884-0083 for an appointment. That's 440-884-0083. Just imagine being neck and back pain free. Hello. Mark Bush for GreaterThanHeroin.com. Our nation, our state, our county, and our local communities are in the midst of this crisis. It saddens us at Bush. We see firsthand the final outcome impacting families when overdose deaths occur. GreaterThanHeroin.com is a resource for everyone. Join us in our efforts. Email feedback at GreaterThanHeroin.com to help us defeat this crisis. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you for our final segment of The Advocate for tonight. We've been talking to Tim Ortman, author of the book News Reel, and uh, Tim has been working for over 30 years as a cameraman with the national news uh, networks and is talking about what's going on with news today and uh, where are we, and that's a good question. Tim, before we talk about where are we, in your experience when you were there, where were we? Uh, where it seems we're really in the past dealing with fact-based reporting with a lot less commentary. Well, the book takes place, um, as I mentioned, in the 80s, and uh, the the structure of the networks was different. They had bureaus everywhere in every major city and every capital around the world, so it was a very global reach, but we were very nimble. We could be uh, anywhere news was breaking, and uh, that was the case. I remember uh, the BBC had broken a story about a, um, a horrible famine that no one had heard about in Ethiopia, and um, we mobilized and got down there very quick, quickly, uh, 
getting to Ethiopia was a challenge. Getting to this remote, impoverished uh, part of um, that country uh, where the famine was was happening was a real challenge. But we made our way to this um, barren desert landscape and uh, to meet with the aid workers who had set up refugee camps to greet the the suffering. And we were ill prepared for what we saw. We um, we flew in with a, our little bush pilot and came over a ridge and saw this massive, massive makeshift refugee camp. A couple of ragged tents were there. Um, thousands and thousands of people, the sick and dying, just everywhere. And what little aid the aid workers had, they were trying to distribute to to the people who had cl- you know crawled through the desert for days and weeks to get water or a little grain. It was horrible. And um, but we recorded those those images and made those reports and uh, got the word out and uh, soon a very benevolent world uh, donated a lot. I think the United States donated President Reagan and Congress immediately donated $400 million in aid and uh, there were concerts in London and Philadelphia, the Live Aid concert. So it really did uh, there was a huge outpouring from around the world. I, even with that there were still a estimates range that there were like 5 million people that perished a horrible death because of this famine but it's an example of how you know without patting ourselves on the back how news media can really make a uh, make a difference and a positive effect on a a horrible situation well i can i can see how it develops a feeling of community uh we were involved in several uh high here in our law practice over the years and did a lot of work with the media. And uh, at the time when tragedy strikes, uh, the media is out there uh, usually on the same page that the rest of us are. I mean, there's the, they always say thoughts and prayers and kind of thing, but there's sort of a uniform feeling of humanity that uh, sort of runs the whole show when people are operating in good faith. Um, One of the things I noticed from going back from your time Back in the 80s, the transition that's occurred is that the number of cable stations, the number of news networks, the number of hours and minutes uh, of every day that need to be filled with something uh, seems to have uh, impacted what we're listening to and and makes it uh, all the more difficult to figure out what's being said out there. Like you mentioned, all the noise we get. Uh, How Looking back and, and looking right now at to where we are, What's the best way we as um, listeners, as consumers of news, how can we tell what's uh, what's real and what's fake uh, and what what's going on? We, we can't uh, keep spending time trying to analyze and, and everybody. So what's one to do? It is a challenge, and I wish I had uh, more answers than I do. One of the reasons I entitled the book News Real, spelled R-E-A-L, is to address the phenomenon of fake news. And um, too often, I think, that term, fake news, is applied as a a smokescreen or a diversionary tactic Mm -hmm. to news that, at its heart, is factually based, but it may not be flattering or complimentary, so they want to label it fake and distract the viewer or or the reader and move their attention elsewhere. So I'm hesitant to use the, the term fake news. Certainly it exists, and especially online. I think you have to be a little careful in what you're reading online because a lot of those stories, you know, while there are wonderful online um, outlets for 
think you're right. We we do have to be careful about what we what we read and what we listen to. And, and the 24-hour news cycle is was meant to give more choice to us, the viewers and the listeners. But oftentimes it just ends up creating more noise. Oh, I I, I agree. I mean, how many times do you turn on a uh, news channel on cable, and you see the uh, the banner? Breaking news. Well, it's like almost every day, every hour, there's something <laughs> exactly. breaking. There can't be that much breaking news out there. There, there right? can't. I mean, it, it all goes to the definition. Like, what is the definition of fake news? And, and I'm sure that 10 different people can define fake news 10 different ways. Um, and, and part of the problem is that when we're confronted with these stories that tend to make things seem so bad, uh, leaning toward whatever direction whoever wants to have you lean uh, there's always that pesky thread of truth in it that makes it sound so believable and the other thought is when they add additional information which may or may not be truthful uh, it, it really nails down their theory so uh, I, you and I talked days ago about the, the old Walter Cronkite days like the network times that you were working with how different right. things were, so it, it's still something. Uh, what do you hear for us here in in the world of news consumers? Boy, I wish I had an answer for you. Um, I, I'm I'm going to stay tuned. I, I'm a creature of habit, so I enjoy every night at six thirty if I'm near a TV to to watch Lester Holt and NBC Nightly News, or when I get up in the morning, I'll watch the first half hour of the Today Show, but. There's so much, you know, we demand everything on demand immediately, especially the the generation now. They want it delivered when they want to consume it. So that's making it increasingly uh, difficult to keep track of everything. But uh, you can't put the the journalistic genie back in the bottle. No, you you can't. The landscape in which we live. So um, I, I, I think the glasses have not half empty and I look at there are still Pulitzer Prizes being handed out for excellence in journalism and there's still Edward R. Murrow uh, Emmy Awards and Peabody Awards being handed out uh, for very deserving broadcast journalists so there is a lot of really good fact-based journalists being practiced today it just is an awful lot of competition and it is a challenge to try and and you have to find it. You have to find out who they are. And uh, I, my thought is is that all of us, if we're going to stay engaged with what's going on in the country, and, and I think, again, more than ever, we've had, we have more people engaged in what's going on, we have to be aggressive and thoughtful viewers and uh, sort of look around and see who are the reporters who we can trust, who have been proven to uh, basically been been truthful. You mentioned... Uh, what what do you do in the morning? Lester Holt, uh, we love watching NBC News with Lester Holt in the evening. And like you say, that that first 15 minutes will give us anything that's really happening will be there. The, the Today Show uh, and these morning shows are produced by the news departments. And in the first 17 minutes, we get the highlights of what's going on in the world. Then after that, after the weather, we end up getting things like uh, celebrity interviews, how to shampoo kind of thing. <laughs> and, uh, we, we, I think I saw that this morning. Yeah, <laughs> so we, 
we, we flip off of that uh, after the first, uh, like you say, by around 7.20 in the morning, you're done with uh, knowing anything that's going on. I, I remember uh, back on 9-11 in 2001 watching the Today Show when I think it was Michael Jordan coming back to play professional basketball was the, the lead story. And uh, as that, that happened, uh, I, I said to my wife specifically, looks like all is well in the world. Little did I know. Wow. Uh, and uh, uh, that was uh, those horrible, horrible images, uh, unforgettable, and it certainly changed our our lives. One thing with the media: once you see it, you can't unsee it, and uh, that's that's what happens. Anyway, uh, we're out of time, but uh, Tim Mortman will will contact you again to have you on again talking about some other media issues because it's a, it's like you say an ongoing story. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Nick. I appreciate it. Thank you, and thank you for listening. We'll be back next week, same time, same station. So between now and then, have a great week. Good night. And I sat and watched the Zanzibar sunset Sat and drank my fresh mint tea With nothing to do until morning And only my mind The preceding program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. Having a nice outdoor space to relax and entertain is one of the greatest pleasures of being a homeowner. If it's in your plans, make it as nice as you can when it comes to design and quality. I've got a company to recommend, Architect. Here's my friend Patrick. Architect was created by an architect and a deck builder that teamed up and came together, and now it's a national franchise. We do a lot of different outdoor spaces from decks to patios and hardscapes and outdoor kitchens, three-season rooms. I mean, we started the design phase and design a project that meets your budget and your needs and then we're involved in the entire process through the end and then we offer a great warranty after that to make sure you're completely satisfied each architect project is custom designed to complement your home suits your taste and meet your exact needs whether you're looking for a new deck porch patio outdoor kitchen call for a free design consultation and get things rolling remember the design consultation is completely free better building by design serving stark summit medina and portage counties go to architect.com on facebook so are we visit our facebook page by searching for am 1420 the answer If you're an older adult or there's someone in your family who is and needs help with mobility and safety within their own home, please listen to this. Hi, I'm Dick Russ, and when I left the TV news desk a few years ago, it was because of the concern I have for people who need this kind of help. Today, I'm heading a team which does exactly that, helps older adults who want to stay in their own home. Our company is Adaptive Home Services, and we adapt their current home so it's safe for them to stay. We'll visit and assess how that older person moves about the home and what their individual needs are. Maybe it's designer grab bars or a permanent or portable ramp, barrier-free showers, whatever it takes. We can help prevent a fall or an injury so that the loved one in your family can stay where they want to be at home. Call us for a free assessment, 844-STAY-HOME. That's 844-STA-HOME. Or go to our website, AdaptiveHomeServices.com. Elder and Joe Walsh, weeknights on The Answer. Want to change how you feel significantly? ReliefFactor.com will do that for you. Support for temporary relief of minor aches and pains. If you're out there exercising, you go a little bit too far as I did on Saturday, you definitely need Relief Factor on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Actually, I take it every day, as do tens of thousands of people. They know that they should have Omega, which is fish oil. 
resveratrol, which you can get from drinking red wine, but you don't know how much. I carry and curcumin all together, carefully calibrated, perfectly formulated, the combination of four natural supplements that everyone agrees you ought to be taking every single day. This makes it easy to do in the amount that is appropriate for your body. The starter pack is nineteen ninety five. You try it for three weeks. Put everything else away that your doctor says you can put away. Don't not take what he tells you to take. And then see if you don't feel terrific. You'll feel much better. ReliefFactor.com works. Tens of thousands of people say so. Their testimonials are abundant and real and sincere. Go and watch them and get ReliefFactor.com. It's only one death somewhere and then another. Not quite national news, just a local thing. But they've been adding up and up year after year. Drivers killed by trains because the crossings had stop signs instead of gates. The state of Ohio likes signs. Gates cost money. What's another life worth? Report on gated crossings and learn more at angelsontrack.org. Sponsored by Angels on Track, aired by OAB and the station. This is AM 1420, The Answer. WHK, Cleveland, a service of Salem Media Group. The NASDAQ at SALM, AM 14. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.